Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. watching and listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C. Romoran and Chino Liao on another Thursday live stream. Wala na naman si Romo. ASH academics have called him back into the void from which he had to crawl under. Uh, it, it's a huge week in wrestling coming off of Crown Jewel. Ang dami nating pag-uusapan. Uh, for those of you na Kasabayan namin ni Ropo sa fandom You might also recognize this week As the week when Eddie Guerrero had his final match And his death anniversary is also coming up this weekend It'll be yep. 17 years Since uh, we all lost Eddie Guerrero This weekend So rest in peace pa rin to Latino Heat uh, My personal all-time favorite wrestler I think Ropo, para sa'yo din, di ba? Uh, yeah, yeah uh, If we're talking all-time, all-time, yes Yeah so yeah, for all of us who are huge fans of Eddie Guerrero, uh, you know, um, we we will take a moment this week to just celebrate the life and legacy of one of the greatest to ever do it. But for the rest of us, uh, yun, just like what we teased on Twitter from the failed cash-in of Money in the Bank to Mia Yim to Women's War Games, all of that is on the docket. But first, we gotta thank everybody na sumabay sa walang tulugan master showman party natin for Crown Jewel over the weekend. And that's something that all of our patrons get to enjoy when they become part of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community. Well, I don't know if that's going to continue when Disney Plus comes, but if you would like to support us and join us as well for Survivor Series happening in a couple of weekends, all you got to do is subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as $5 or almost 300 pesos. Sign up now before it gets worse. Uh, you get access to our Discord community. Um, Admin Jackie has posted it in the chat. It's also scrolling down there. You get access to our Discord community uh, where we talk about a whole bunch of things. We talk about wrestling. We do the live watch parties. We talk about a whole bunch of different stuff as well outside of wrestling. So a whole bunch of interests are catered to. You also get exclusive access to our review content before we talk about it here on the show. So that's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, Rampage, pay-per-views, even live events here in the Philippines, Care of Rowan. 
Uh, you also get access to our merch. We are also giving away, you know, um, welcome kits to our new patrons. And malapit na ang Black Friday in a few weeks, in a couple of weeks after Thanksgiving. So we are going to be in the process of handling pasabais from online stores as we take advantage of the Black Friday sales. A whole bunch of good stuff. I'm I'm eyeing. I don't know if you're you guys are eyeing anything, pero marami hong bilhin. And you can be a part of that. You can be a part of our shipment if you subscribe to our Patreon. Patreon. Also the shirts, the brand new shirts from yeah. the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've been uh getting our brand new shirts. Um lang yung kanyang processing time. So uh we're kind of laying off on it as well. But our uh, patrons did get their free uh, wrestling, wrestling podcast T-shirts. That's always a good time. And I mean, perks and freebies and other good stuff when you subscribe to our Patreon for only five dollars. Thank you. All right, let's uh, start with the first item on our list, and that is Saraya being cleared. And as she mentioned on Dynamite Kanina, it is official. So my doctor's note now and everything. She also shared it on Twitter, as in with the address, with the credentials of uh, the doctor who cleared her. All of that good stuff. And it looks like uh, Soraya and Dr. Britt Baker DMD are going to finally have their one-on-one match at full gear. And we have been talking about this. And I think ito na lang talaga hinihintay natin. Yung parang that one promo or that one moment where it's really made official. So where's your head at heading into full gear for this matchup, bro? Uh, my head is at, I called this when she came back and the week after she came back, but you all decided to wait for the official diagnosis. But okay, okay. Na rin. Kasi legitimized na siya. I knew it was heading here the moment they started uh, building up toward Saraya versus Brit. Uh, really great promo, by the way. If you haven't seen it yet, posted it on socials. I split it for the TikTok. I clipped it for the TikTok. It's really good. Kinain ng buhay si Brit Baker here. Um, you can feel the emotion, and uh, I'm I'm Team Soraya all the way here. Is anyone even on Team Britt Baker? Meron, what do you think, Chino? You would be surprised. The crowd was meron standing yan. for Britt. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Because remember, a lot of people are still calling AEW the taponan of WWE talent. Right? That argument has yet to be squashed, especially since they keep debuting. You like see the Jeff Jarrett and all the other people. Who came from the WWE. So it will always be there. But at this point in time, you can't really help but root for Soraya, especially if you know uh, the journey she took to get back in the ring and the journey that she went through as a wrestler herself. And it was a very impassioned pitch from her saying that she had to fight for her career, she had to work really hard. She didn't. She didn't just. Um, she didn't just jump in when things were going well. And napatunayan yon in that promo. And it was such a. It made me excited to see her back because Serea Page, one of my favorite female wrestlers of all time. I've always rooted for her. I've always liked her style, and I'm just excited to see her back. Yeah, uh, on that point, Chino, sabi mo na AEW won't seem to shed yung reputation niya as yung landing spot of everyone who's left WWE for whatever reason. So, does it matter at this point kung yun yung tag niya? Because from WCW to TNA to AEW, it's like every uh, single company who seems to be the biggest competition to WWE, they're probably gonna have that tag. Eh, kasi ganun lang naman kaliit yung big time of wrestling eh. 
Uh, I was going to say that um, the only people who really care about that are the hardcore tribalist WWE stands who still think that the existence of AEW is a direct assault to their wrestling fandom. So if you're a fan of AEW, it doesn't matter. I say these people are still uh, high-value commodities if we can you know, borrow the metaphor from uh, the real sports. Right? So what are they? asset. Yun, kung, kung tatawagin. So these assets make that product better. And it doesn't matter kung tapunan sila. It doesn't really matter anymore to any sane, rational thinking fan. Kasi these people who have way more experience than the upstarts, the younger uh, the younger talents in AEW, nakatulong sila in helping improve the quality of the product. Yeah, uh, it, it's good when uh, you have this Britt Baker and Soraya feud going on right now because at least that's one match on the full gear card that doesn't revolve around the championships. And we all know how AEW's handling of the women's division has been pretty problematic. So it's nice to see an actual story that doesn't revolve around the championships. Yeah, agree, agree. Yeah, definitely. Because especially since the title picture for the women's division has been very, how shall we say, B-class. Uh, they're trying mm-hmm. to promote. Agree, agree. Jamie, mm-hmm. They're trying to promote Jamie Hader, which is good because she's a fresh young talent. And but at the same time, it still doesn't compare to Soraya making her in-ring return. Yeah, um, I would even argue that uh, the Soraya Britt feud is probably the hottest women's feud in AEW right now. Not even the championship stories. Uh, well, I don't know championship stories. So. Um... It's I mean, Tony Schiavone will remind you every week that Tony Storm and Jamie Hader were roommates during the pandemic. Yeah, okay. But, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, they're building up toward that. Uh, Nyla Rose versus Jade is terrible, especially after what they did last Friday on Rampage. So, yes, um, again, pag may effort, nakikita mo na uh, gumaganda siya. Yeah. Um, anything else on Soraya officially being clear that you guys want to mention? No, it, the only question left is how much rust is there going to be and how much uh, comfortable is she heading back to the ring. Um, I also agree with Ina that I want Chris Statlander to the throne, Jade Cargill. Yeah, but that's going to take a while because injured yeah, to see Chris Statlander. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to take a while until we so see her again. Severe injuries, right? Like, uh, yeah, yes, yes. It's recovery time. Yeah. Say what's up to our friend Matt Scott in the US from the Wrestling Rehab hey. podcast. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Uh, as we move on to our next topic, which is Austin Theory failing to cash in money in the bank. <laughs> and he cashed in on the US Championship. So, let's ta- start. I never knew that it could Because diba, the money in the bank has always been built as your, one, your, your fast pass to the World Championship. But because Roman Reigns has both World Championships, I guess Austin Theory figured, why not? Uh, threaten to cash on the NXT Championship. Why not threaten to cash in on the United States Championship? And he saw Seth Rollins getting demolished as his opportunity to cash in for the US title. And he still failed at doing that. So where does Austin Theory go from here? Kawawa naman siya. Honestly, I feel... <laughs> I feel like because he failed to cash in... Uh, he's, his cash in failed rather, it gives the U.S. title a little bit more prestige. Because oh. the Money in the Bank winner chose the supposed TV title, the B title, over the main titles that people usually cash in on. So I guess that's good. But bad for Austin Theory, because mid-card title na nga lang yun. Inupakan na si Seth Rollins nun, hindi pa niya nagawa. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's 
they'll spend a lot of time mid-carding somewhere. Siguro, pupulutan na lang siya sa main event <laughs> or like some other show. Kasi parang wala na din ako nakikita ng role for him moving forward. He's, they're supposedly teasing a feud between him and, and Shelton Benjamin. So I don't really know who benefits from that, diba? Kasi Shelton, ben- Shelton Benjamin's a pretty grizzled veteran, so he doesn't really need to be put over. But then at the same time, Austin Theory isn't going to get put over by Shelton Benjamin because we haven't seen him on TV in a long time. So parang medyo confusing that yung career path nitong Austin Theory na to, eh. Medyo nega yung outlook ni Chino. Medyo nakakatakot if you're Austin Theory. Ikaw, Ro, what do you think? Yung outlook ni Theory? Uh, a few things. First things first, saying hey to Tanichi, who's sending us halo-halo sa Humu. What's up, man? Uh, second thing, uh, for those who didn't understand how the segment went down, first, Seth Rollins issued an open challenge. Second, Lashley answered that open challenge. He destroyed Seth Rollins, and you would think that that was that. Uh, that was that for the open challenge. That's why Theory cashed in money in the bank. So Theory wasn't cashing in in response to the open challenge. Because I've seen memes and it's clear that some people don't really understand what's going on on TV, on the show. So I just wanted to clear that up if you're listening to this. Third, um, this is a deliberate burial. And but the difference is, unlike Vince... I don't think this is a burial just to bury that person. You have to remember that Triple H is still the guy who signed Austin Theory all those years ago in, to NXT. Uh, he plucked him out of the independence from Evolve. So he knew what he was doing and he knows what he's doing now. I think uh, this is the low point of that hero's journey for, the- for, yeah, for Theory. So I think they're going to trash him a little bit just to make him humble, you know, rock bottom and all that. Tapos, they're going to build back up to um, uh, whatever place they had him meant to be, you know. They did that match last week about versus Seth Rollins. That was pretty good. So mm. you don't do that match and then suddenly get buried. So I think there's a bigger plan in place here, even though I don't think Triple H's creative handling of the whole main roster has been perfect at this point. So, if you're a Theory fan, abang abang lang kayo. I think there is more to this than meets the eye. Um, if you're not a Theory fan, okay lang din. Um, it means that uh, your least favorite or one of your least favorite wrestlers gets uh, trashed in the process. You know? Or, you know, so, loses yung kanyang fast pass to becoming yeah, world champion. Yeah, yeah. He, he loses that um, that uh, stench from Vince, that uh, anak ng, anak ng owner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still would have wanted to see him cash in on the NXT championship. I, I'm pretty sure it would have made for a far yeah. more uh, interesting storyline than what we're getting with NXT right now. But what is sure that they're not going to Yeah. So, many moving parts actually, and uh, we got to discuss then Sina Seth and Bobby Lashley because based on the events of Crown Jewel and Raw, it looks like we're getting a double turn here where Lashley entered the weekend as a babyface and Rollins entered the weekend as a heel. But it looks like now their roles are getting reversed because si Lashley sobrang picon from the loss to Brock Lesnar and then eto, uh, not being able to take back the US Championship from Rollins. And then Rollins gets those organic babyface reactions and now he actually has the underdog shine from Lashley beating him up and then having to go up against a fresh Austin Theory in the very last match of the night. So what do you think, Ro, about this double turn in 2022? 
Uh, I'm not fully sure yet that it's a strict heel turn for Dashley. Because for all we know, it's just you know, one of those things that he evolves into this force of nature. Like Brock, you know, like he just destroys people because he wants to do it. Doesn't make him a heel, but also doesn't make him a face. So me tweener thing happening. But definitely, I think Seth is being primed for a face turn. As you said, he's getting all these organic cheers. Uh, I don't think it's a coincidence as well that he was matched up against Theory, who is a heel and who is a clear person for the crowds to boo in that matchup. So uh, at least one of these things is true. Now, Seth might be turning face. Can you buy babyface Seth this time around, Chino? I cannot. Um, he has spent way too long being an arrogant of heel na ginagago niya lahat ng tao he's calling them out he's been conniving and just downright evil so for him to be a face now will actually take some time for me to buy into that gimmick because I've known him as a, as a heel this entire time nung na shield siya he was still smarmy kahit nung face yung shield was a little bit smarmy pero so now I don't know it's, it's gonna be the, I like heel Lashley that I get face set it definitely is a Triple H machination, uh, and it will take some time for me to get these two. Yeah, the last run, uh, Babyface Seth, was when he was chasing after the Universal Championship in 2019. Then he won at WrestleMania, uh, lost it again to Brock, then won it again. And at, at some point, I think when he was feuding now with The Fiend, biglang nawala yung organic support for Rollins, which is why it made it easier for Creative at the time to turn him heel. Yeah, I don't know that that theme thing was a whole mess. So that might be why he lost some goodwill at that time. Mm. Yeah, and it's been three years. I'd like to think that uh, enough time has passed. Na nakalimutan narin natin. Hopefully, yung uh, y- yung story arc na yun, di ba, from 2019. And you know, this Rollins character is a bit different narin naman. Uh, hindi pa siya uh, ganito ka fresh manamit. Hindi pa ganun ka confident with the whole leading an entire orchestra singing his theme song and all of that stuff. So it's it's a very different character that he has going on right now. Yeah, yun nga eh, di ba? So how is that gonna work? Like, do do she parin ba yung suit choice niya? And we're supposed to cheer for him? Yeah, I think it seems as though the crowd is really for him despite these uh, you know, deliberate attempts to make people hate him. So maybe that's it. Maybe it's the same character. It just, it just matters who or the difference is that it's just the feud niya and it's just the motivations. Niya. Or iba yung timpla ng crowd. Kasi, wala. Uh, the crowd just likes him now. Parang si Becky Lynch, di ba? Even if she comes out as big time Bex today, people love Becky, so they'll cheer her eventually. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, one last bit from Raw, and then we're gonna uh, take a break. Welcome back, Mia Yim. So she came out hey. as the equalizer for the OC in their feud against the Judgment Day para may tatapat na kay Rhea Ripley. And it's great to see Mia Yim back in acknowledge that she was part of WWE. Uh, but thankfully, she's na from uh, the whole reckoning and retribution gimmick. So what, what can you say about the way they reintroduce her, Chino? Um, I, I know Ro doesn't like this because we didn't get the intergender match. I like it. Uh, I, saw, I like it because it gives Mia Yim the ability to become Mia Yim and not some half-thought gimmick in some half-thought faction. Right? We didn't get Mia Yim in the main roster and yet for some reason may acknowledgement that it's good. 
which I like, I guess, because it's not a complete denial of retribution. Diba? Na-acknowledge pa natin na nandun siya, even if it was a non-factor. Um, I like how they're giving her the ability to shine on her own and not be saddled by uh, a gimmick that was not very fully fleshed out. So kudos to her. I don't know how well she gels with the OC because all three of these guys are a lot more seasoned than her, a lot older. I don't know if it's a vibe. Na yon. But I mean, looks-wise, if I'm looking at it right now, it's okay. Naman, yeah, uh, si Fred may binanggit dito na it was a dead crowd for a great return. And Ro, what do you think about this? Because when Emma came back uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how parang hindi siya nag-benefit from that tepid response from the crowd. So when Mia Yim comes back like this in front of Wilkes-Barre and parang hindi naman sila hot for her, uh, does that spell some negative prospects for her going forward? Uh, no, I think Wilkes-Barre is a really terrible crowd. We'll talk about this later when we talk about the New Day and the Usos. Pero even, you know, uh, even some of the best things that they cheered for wasn't really loud, so talagang pangit siya. I'm glad that Mia Yim gets a job again with WWE. Um, she really was a good get for the women's division. Uh, I just want to see how they explain why she sided with the Bullet Club. Personally, I want to see some really complicated backstory where she joined the Bullet Club because her arch nemesis Shelton Benjamin is part of Suzuki Goon. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the really weak part of Triple H's uh, regime so far is the lack of explanation for a lot of the decisions he makes. So sana lang he lives up to this, uh, to this move. All right. Uh, congratulations again to Mia Yim and welcome back. Very deserved return to the WWE. We're going to take our first break and when we come back, we'll talk about the New Day and the Usos. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. All right, um, let's go back to wrestling and uh, let's talk about the New Day and the Usos. Medyo mixing reaction dito sa chat. Some people are saying na ito na naman. Other people are saying na hindi. Fresh pa rin. And they... they had a very good promo segment up until Matt Riddle showed up. Uh, no disrespect to Riddle, it's just that the, the the Usos and the New Day really had something going and they've always had chemistry. But dating back to their 2017 feud, they had that epic series on those different pay-per-views. Um, so now they're heading into SmackDown and this match really matters in uh, in the bigger scheme of things. Because the, the Usos are trying to chase you history by crushing the New Day's record of 483 days as tag team champions. And sobrang fitting, it's the New Day. Sila yung huling balaki dun sa path na yun for, for the Usos. So, 
does this make you care, Ro, about this entire thing? Yeah, um, I will. I will admit, um, I'm I'm one of the people who thought that this was a tired, a tired matchup. Um, some of the people who say who say that in the comments in the chat, tamas that they it is a tired matchup. Uh, they have been running this for years, and they have acknowledged that in the promo. Uh, the only good thing is that under Triple H, they found that thing that made it fresh again. So they the kugutan sila na feelings about uh, their careers about their opportunities and I don't think that was something we could have gotten under Vince there was a chance we could have gotten it but they found this groove and that's what made it special but otherwise it wouldn't have been I don't know um, I, I, I don't know if I'm excited for the match itself I'm excited for the result The if we're going to do a quick prediction here going by wrestling logic because Natalia and New Day in that six man tag versus the bloodline so my wrestling logic gut tells me that they're going to win on Friday or tomorrow, uh, on Saturday, and retain their record. So um, other than that, uh, it's going to be fun, but it's I don't think it's going to be anything that I haven't seen already. Igal Chino, what's your fearless forecast? Um, I want to say New Day take it uh, as well. Uh, I want to say that I know it's kind of gets close in the sense that it's a tired, it's a tired uh, feud. We've seen this time and time again, but that promo man, it reignited the fire in both their, in both these teams. So I like seeing it again. I hear Pomile for me because I like both teams equally. So I can't. But gun to my head, I'm gonna say New Day. I uh, finally take the titles away. Mm. Yeah, parang time that in the time for a change. And I don't know, for, for a bad guy team, for a heel team like the Usos, to get this close to your record of 483 days and then to get cut off at the knees right as they're on the cusp of it, I think that's a great way for them to get their comeuppance after all of the crap that they've done to everybody on the main roster. But if you're that type of person who enjoys that type of storytelling, I think that's the justice you want from uh on, on heels like the Usos. Isn't one of them injured, pa? Like, yes. Yeah. One of them is injured. I think ah, it's yes. Jay. Jay, Jay. Jay is injured, right? So, yeah, that, yeah. so that might actually play into it as well, right? Because it, one of because they need to replace Jay Uso, uh, it might actually play into the fact that na, na either Sammy or Solo replaces him, adds to the riff. I hope it's Sammy. Really hope it's yeah, Sammy what's stopping them from freebirding, right? They can get Uzi and put Sammy in there or have Solo right. in there. And, and then it adds to the rift. It actually makes for a better storyline if the Usos lose. Uh-huh. Yeah, it makes um, me wonder. Because the New Day have been freebirding for years. So why haven't the Usos tried freebirding it? I don't know. Because, um, you know, twin twin things. Day one-ish. Uh, day one shit. So it's not... It's going to be weird. It's not going to be day one shit if it's someone else. So maybe that's why. Um, my only gripe here is that they're dropping it back to the New Day. Said, but they want it from the New Day. Uh, if I remember no, they want it from the Mysterios. Oh, okay, okay, right, right, right. But, you know, it's going to be the New Day again. And I really, really wish it was another team to get the rub. So, parang nagpapasahan lang sila, like, uh, the Warriors and what? The Cavaliers. What's a good, what's a good uh, <laughs> metaphor? Yeah, I, for I guess you could say that, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, I hope that someone else eventually wins it off the New Day sooner than later. Because um, I, I also don't know. Medyo, medyo tired na rin yung act ng New Day at this point. 
Yeah, I mean, if the New Day win it over the weekend, there's a couple of Vikings who are about to rise with Valhalla or yeah. on Valhalla, right? So you have that waiting in the wings. Uh, speaking of uh, what's to come in WWE, we got to talk about the upcoming uh, premium live, uh, live event towards the end of the month. And that is Survivor Series. War Games! So, you know, in announcing nila, the first War Games match is the women's match. It's Damage Control plus Nikki Cross plus TBA versus the Babyface squad of Bianca Belair and Asuka and Alexa Bliss and the Lawang TBA. So, um, let's start with the announcement muna na. Ito yung War Games match natin. We kind of uh, saw this na as early as yung build-up to Clash at the Castle, di ba? Yeah, they kind of retrofit war games for the feud for this feud so the only reason why it's been going this long is because of war games and probably the only reason why they had war games is because they had this so i it, it all worked out in in that regard when it came to planning i don't know who the fifth person uh, who the number five is on team bailey on team damage control team bianca Maybe getting Sasha and Naomi. They also could be getting Candice and Raquel. Uh, it could be anyone, but I can't figure out who I'm going to put in the heel team. Ito, uh, Dark Horse pick. What about Dana Brooke? Because in 24-7 championship, but Nikki Cross took it from her. San, so team damage control? No, no team Bianca. Uh, but, uh, I, don't, I don't mind it. I, I don't really think then that uh, Sasha and Naomi are coming back for this. Mm-hmm. So. Who do you think uh, uh, is TBA? No, I would want to see Sasha and Naomi uh, come back for this. It might be the perfect time for them to do so because it seems like the main feud in the women's division and also one of only two War Games matches on the card. Now, I'm going to make a fearless forecast here and say it might be Charlotte. Charlotte might make her come back oh, <laughs> for the heels. It's not so that is still a uh, possibility out there. Oh, to be fair, half a year na siyang wala. All right. Yeah. Uh, ito, may tanong si Admin Jackie. May explanation na ba kung bakit friend ng damage control si Nikki? Um, they kind of alluded to it on Raw this week. Uh, binanggit ni Bailey na sila yung mga kinalimutan, yung mga naitsapuera, and they're finally taking control of their fate. Yeah, can we can we point that? Out? I would like to point that out as the closest thing that we get to a backstory explanation from Triple H since these uh, ladies appeared almost what three months ago. Four yeah, no SummerSlam. So it took them this long to explain why they got together. It took them the fourth member to do that. So that goes to show you how uh, how flawed this whole thing is. But anyway, yes. They kind of spoke for her there in that segment. Uh, yeah, hmm. I, I don't like how they're building up to this either. But uh, I mean, we're getting a War Games match. So I guess that counts for something. Uh, I kind of expected more from Triple H and company though. Uh-huh. Especially when it comes to building up things. Okay, let's talk about Bianca now as women's champion. Because she's still the, ty- uh, yeah, she's still the champion. And Bailey has taken her fourth loss in a row. Tama ba? Fourth loss in a row or third loss in a third row? Down, third down. Okay, yeah. Third loss in a row. Um, you know, a lot of us were calling for a Bailey win. If it wasn't at Extreme Rules, it would be at Crown Jewel. So we were all surprised when Bianca still stood tall at the end of Crown Jewel. So what do you think about this? Well, uh, you know, they're hitching their wagon to Bianca. Bianca is a really nice role model. She is literally the female John Cena at this point. Not in the ring, but also outside of the ring. So yeah. she is really a good, eh. oh, oh. Yeah. 
sorry, uh, yeah, no, gusto ko lang sabihin na nanay din siya. She's a mom. So she knows how to... Stepmom. Step, well, nanay pa rin yun, Stan. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Okay, sure, sure. I mean, we gotta draw the line here. Pero no, 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 honestly, no, no, no. She doesn't have her own, like, biological child. Yeah, child's, yeah, 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 yeah that makes sense. She has her responsibility. Okay, yeah, she still has that appeal to, to mass market audiences. Mm. In, in that, marunong siyang makisama sa bata, sa parents. It opens up that avenue for the WWE to, to moms, to show moms that they can, you know, be, be stronger than they are or whatever marketing jargon they can think of. Madaming pwedeng gawin with Bianca. And I, does it, no surprise that they're using, they're hitching their wagon to Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Um, on the flip side of things, Damage Control won back the Women's Tag Team Championships less than a week after Asuka and Alexa Bliss won the titles on Raw. So what do you think about this really quick switcheroo that happened within the span of a week? You couldn't get. My closest explanation is that they knew Bailey was going to lose. They wanted her to lose. So they wanted a quote-unquote feel-good moment for Io and Dakota. But you could have uh, you could achieve that same thing by having them retain. So I think gets um this is strange to me and I think a lot of people don't understand it either. So I don't know. Ego Chino, asks, what does that say to you about damage control? Now Bailey can't seem to win the big one, and then Sina Eo and Dakota, they would win it, then lose it, then win it again. I mean, if anything, Eo and Dakota winning it back. Makes more a case for Sasha and Naomi to come back. Because they can just say, "Wait, lang, titles namin yan, eh. So, kami na dapat yung next, and it gets this whole uh, kerfuffle for the women's tag team division. But as far as Bailey goes, I feel like her authority uh, is somehow undermined here as the leader of Damage Control. So it might lead to an implosion down the road or it might lead to something else and we might actually see Bailey win back the title win a title in the fifth time <laughs> in right. her fifth attempt. at this point I guess all we know for sure is that we're gonna get War Games and that uh, maybe uh, I think chance the Bailey to get uh, a definitive win over Bianca because the title doesn't appear to be on the line because yeah, it's a War Games match right Okay, uh, sticking with the women here, let's give a eulogy for the 24-7 championship or, you know, let, let's say some words about it because hindi pa naman sure na wala na siya forever but based no, on what Nikki Cross did backstage, she uh, d- threw it in the dumpster and didn't seem to care about the championship after winning it from Dana Brooke. Wait, let me let me do a really quick... Uh, yeah, it's retired. Uh, according to the Superstars page... On WWE.com, the 24-7 championship has an expiry date, 2019 to 2022. So it is officially, wow. uh, as NSYNC would say, gone. Eulogy bye, for bye, it? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it could have been so much more. You know, I liked the idea when Vince first brought it out. I liked, I liked the idea, the concept of a 24-7 defend anywhere, win anywhere, hardcore championship. But they just did not work hard on how they presented it, how they executed it. Like, it was always just a bunch of comedy segments where everyone was rolling up everyone else instead of, um, you know, hitting moves, hitting people with weapons, stuff like that. Why didn't they do that? Because 
the the standard for this is the DDT 24/7 Iron Metal Heavyweight whatever it's called championship. Uh, the reason why that worked and the reason why they patterned it after that championship is because they really put in the 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 legwork to make those moments viral, right? So, so uh, I'm they just really got lazy with it. And um, I thought that they could have turned it into this more serious championship that was that could have been defended in the ring more. That kind of happened a few times when uh, Riddick Moss, aka Madcap Moss, had the type had the title. Pero wala na na sinukuan ng nila yung yung championship. Eto Chino, sagutin natin yung question ni Glendale. Who is the best twenty four seven champion not named r Truth? Oh, not named r Truth. I'm gonna say Drake Maverick. He had yeah, some yeah. good moments with yeah. the title. Um, yung sa wedding night niya, yung that elevator one, that one stands out. And I think that was him. Yung na iwan sa elevator and they started just hashing it out. So nakakatawayan for me. I will say that a little history lesson for you kids. Back in the Attitude era, Steve Blackman, who was the hardcore champion at the time, also put also put out a 24-7 title defense. And yun nakakatawayan. Kasi you, I remember, makikita mo, pinipin siya ng mga bellboy, pinipin siya ng mga referee. People are trying to really win the title off of him. Kasi sabi ni Steve Blackman, who was then known as the deadliest weapon alive or some shit like that, na kaya niya defensa niyo title 24-7. So I think that's where they also jumped off from that point. Ang problema lang nun is they took a segment that was like, Siguro a good 10 minutes combined and tried to stretch it out for years or for months at a time. About years last in 2019. It worked well from the very beginning. At the start, it worked well. Pero over time, tulad ng sinabi ni Roe, nawalan sila ng gana to keep up the charade of the 24-7 title. And after a while, nakikita mo naman na, na ginagamit na lang nilang trope yung 24-7 just to remind people that it's still part of the title picture, diba? It's a kind of sad, it's kind of a sad way to bid the title goodbye na ilet siya puera lang ni Nicky Crossing title ng ganon. But then at the same time, I think it was time to say goodbye to it. Well, sabi nga ni Chris Brown, diba? Never a right time to say goodbye. Uh, but I gotta shout out Bad Bunny here, uh, who James Andre mentions in the comments, kasi Bad Bunny actually took the 24-7 championship to SNL. Right. Diba That's right. Siya. So that was a big thing for the wrestling industry. Kahit nasabihin mo na, hindi, 24-7 championship lang yan. Hindi, man. Bad Bunny brought a WWE championship title to freaking SNL. An active championship, by the way. Yeah. Then, um, I also wanted to shout out the early days of the of the 24-7 championship when it was Truth and Drake Maverick. So they would really go all out sa pag, ano, sa pag execute ng segments. They did it on social media. They shot, um, they shot a whole bunch of content on social media and they made it mean something. And then all that went away when Drake Maverick had to go. They stopped uh, putting in as much effort in it as before. So, so I'm sad that the guy, I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was a lot of fun in the beginning. Yeah, for a while, ano rin, diba? they were doing stuff with Tozawa. Ito na, yung COVID era na, yeah. uh, right as they yeah, left the Thunderdome. Right? <laughs> yes. Uh, even getting the women involved, diba? sina Tamina, right. sina Dana Brooke, uh, Reggie, and all, all that. Um, yeah, that, that was a moment in time. 
a moment in time. So uh, rest in peace to the 24-7 championship. We hardly knew ye. All right, let's talk about Crown Jewel now. And we got to start with Logan Paul. Did that main event deliver for you, Chino? I was actually surprised. I'm going to say it more than delivered. Um, we all know that Logan Paul can go. But with what he did in that matchup, with all the spots that he was able to pull off, I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, I still don't like the guy, personally. I still think he's a douchebag. But, I mean, to pull off a, a frog slash to the outside, you don't need to But, you know, yeah, to do that buckshot lariat thing that he did, you didn't need to But he did it because he really wanted to show people that he could go. And Roman Reigns actually made him look good in this matchup. So I was very pleasantly surprised by this performance. Igaro, does he live up to the hype? Yeah, uh, I knew he would. I knew this would I knew this would burn the house down. Uh, pun not intended. This was a really good showing for a really athletic wrestler and you know a really good worker as well in Roman Reigns. Uh, Chino said it best. He made him look really good. And uh, if you were doubting Logan Paul before this, uh, you know, you you have to believe that he's a big match player right now. But uh, I do have to, you know, put an asterisk on his performance because it's his third match, yes, but it's his third match after what? I'm guessing months of preparation for it. I'm guessing months of uh, writing down how it's going to go. I'm sure um, they planned this well in advance. So he had enough time to uh, know everything he had to know, all the moves he had to do, all the positions he had to be in. So when you get when you get that much prep time, that much lead time, the only option is to be this good. He's a good spectacle wrestler, but it's going to be a little too far to say if you're going to call him a good pro wrestler because he doesn't do the schedule, the regular schedule of a real pro wrestler. Uh, you, you guys know, you fans know, how not every good wrestler has a good week every week. So yeah. uh, uh, that's the real test for him. But now, right now, he's just a nice feature performer. Yeah. yeah speaking of feature performers, if you're going to rank all of these celebrities who stepped in the ring for a couple of matches or just one huge match, like your Johnny Knoxville's, your Bad Bunny, Stephen Amell, Logan Paul, where would you rank Logan Paul? Uh, so you're uh, watching. I would rank him below Steven, who is still tops in my book, just because of the contributions he ha- he's had uh, in professional wrestling and actually getting the ring multiple times. Uh, so he's pretty high up for me. Uh, Logan Paul might be a close second, just because of his athletic uh, ability. But then Siguro third is a bad body. So you're in top three. <laughs> Oh, I would put him at number one. Uh, I'm not ashamed to put him at number one. He is even better than McAfee. Athlete. Yeah, yeah, even better than Pat McAfee. Pat I McAfee was not about McAfee. <laughs> Pat McAfee Sorry. is not a uh, he's not an amateur wrestler, so he doesn't actually um, know what it's like the same way Logan Paul does. So, uh, mas si Logan Paul. Pat McAfee is really athletic as well, but you know, I think uh, Logan has a different level of understanding about the business. I think the Rose point, your ceiling in Logan Paul really happens when you realize that he's only signed to a limited contract with the WWE. 
So that means just a handful of matches, right? So that's why they're really trying to make him as big a deal in as short a time as possible. Because hindi siya magkukomit sa full-time schedule, which is also why he can't walk away with the title because that means he needs to be a little bit more active in the WWE. I mean, that may benefit to both sides, you know. Logan Paul's company and WWE both benefit, benefit from each other. But I don't see Logan Paul actually committing to the 300-plus days a year that it takes to be a WWE superstar because he's not going to rocket. Niya. I also hmm. don't say injured Chayan. Well, yes, also, yes. <laughs> also, yes. All right. Uh, speaking of Crown Jewel, ito, Brock and Bobby, tuloy pa rin, uh, probably going to get a blow off match at Survivor Series War Games, if not uh, the Royal Rumble in early 2023. Uh, the match ended in controversy because hindi pa let go ni Lashley Hurtlock, and then Brock uh, bounced off of the, uh, you know, use the turnbuckles to uh, get leverage on Lashley and pin him. Even though, you know, medyo nakataas nga naman yung balikat ni, ni Lashley during the cover. Uh, for the purposes of the story, di, nandito na tayo na uh, napikon si Lashley, inupakan niya si Brock afterward. So, what do you want to see happen after this step in the, or this chapter in the story, Ro? I actually thought it was good because for one thing, uh, for once, Brock didn't look like the total uh, dominant beast that he usually is. Diba? So, that's pretty good. Um, humble siya, if you will. Where I want to see this go, I want to see it end up uh, with Lashley winning the whole thing. But I don't think that's going to happen because it's still Brock. Brock is going to Brock. Brock is still the bigger star. And this is also his hero's journey, his rock bottom, if you will. Although uh, he did come away with the win, he did get his ass beat. And um, as Jesse Mendiola said, this setback is a setup for a comeback. Igor are you invested in this comeback for Brock? Or for I Lashley, Pala? Well, I, I am. Uh, I didn't like the finish because I know that spot that they were trying to do, and none <laughs> of them are none of them are agile enough to pull it off. Let's just put it that way. You first time, ba na panod mo talaga in real time? Yeah, I remember seeing that that, that spot. Uh, see Bret Hart and the Bulldog, right? So Austin. gets good. Austin. Austin. So it gets good. It gets good. Yung 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 spot na ginagawa nila. It's just that. <laughs> so it 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 made me go, huh? That's how it ended. But it also made sense for me because they really wanted to lengthen this feud with, with two uh, big guys going at each other. That's always just gonna give hardcore WWE fans a boner. Right? At the end of the day, it's still Brock Lesnar, Tamasiro. And I feel like Brock still walks away with this. And it won't be surprising for me if this leads to a Brock-Roman uh, battle again. Yeah, uh, it, it's likely na doon naman siguro papunta. But uh, kayo, people in the comments, let us know what you think. Uh, who's gonna come away with a win? Kasi nga, there's bound to be a rubber match given how this one ended. And they're currently at one and one. So Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, let us know what you think as we give our overall thoughts on the Crown Jewel Premium Live event. Let's start with you, Chino. Apart from the main event, everything was pretty bad for me. I'll be honest. Uh, the main event was really see Rowan versus uh, Logan Paul was pretty, really, yeah, like I said, surprising. But that picked up a bit, but everything was pretty, uh, as MJ, like, MJF likes to put it, pretty bit. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah that's, that's that's what I was going to say. Igaro. 
it wasn't a card that I would have stayed up for, you know, uh, all the way until 3.30 a.m. I will say um, the only thing that was good and had to be good was the main event. Because that was their big money match. And because uh, Roman is such an MVP and Logan is such a natural, they delivered. So you knew saving grace. Yeah. But otherwise, um, this should, um, you know, I, I would have preferred to see this after the fact. Yeah, because I didn't stay up for this. Yeah. I actually watched it uh, the day after. So considering that fact, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk some AEW and some news outside the ring uh, featuring one Braun Strowman and his very loud Twitter uh, Twitter feed. Right. Uh, but first, we got to hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, uh, let's talk about AEW this time. And ito, uh, MJF uh, at odds put in with the firm. And then he's also got this thing going on with Mox heading into full gear. So ito na ba? Uh, is this really a full-on babyface turn for MJF? Uh, ikaw, Ro, you, you were the one who brought this up. Uh, wait, before I answer that, I wanted to address this comment by Carlo Lazada. Sana guess you posted on the Delphin. I actually do want that. Uh, he is a part of the old Pinoy wrestling back in the 90s. So if we can do that, Gina yet. Anyway, so MJF is slowly teasing the face turn in his promo from earlier today on that podcast. Uh, he trashed Mox, but he also respected him. So uh, that's something you don't really expect. Again, people have brought up the fact that this might be a uh, red herring. Because for all we know, the swerve could be that he was acting this whole charade with the firm. So uh, I mean, it's, it's MJF, right? Yeah, yeah. If it's a red herring, it's a really good red herring because they're really committing to the bit. But um, at this point as well, I know Chino doesn't like the idea of a babyface MJF, but he all like like Seth Rollins. He has this organic groundswell of support, and I do want to see it. Uh, it could be you know the same character just with a different motivation, different, slightly different execution. So try not to negate. I think. He deserves his flowers, man. I think he deserves to be cheered. Yeah, uh, but if you have a babyface MJF, sino ni pita big bad ng AEW? Because if if and when the elite come back, I'm sure babyface din sila because people miss the elite. Plus, there's the uh, real life stuff that went down, di ba? Nung brawl out. So, ikaw, Chino, who's the big bad of AEW if MJF really is gonna be a babyface? Si Tony Khan. <laughs> Jeff I don't know if I don't know if they've thought this through through properly. Making MJF a face removes a legitimate threat to anybody in the title picture. Because it actually means better for them in the long run. Right? 
magiging uh, sorry, mas magiging polarizing si MJF by doing that. Whereas if they truly make him a face, I don't know how sustainable that is for a character that has been conniving and deceitful and just downright arrogant in his entire wrestling career. So parang, But si Randy Orton din naman ah. Well, that's true. But Randy Orton has had more time to develop yung heelness niya or faceless niya because he's just been in the in the ring longer, diba? See, MJF, we've known him as a heel this entire time. Even when he was Cody's best friend, binubuo pa rin siya ng mga tao nun, diba? Kasi kupal pa rin siya nun eh, diba? I don't know if they can actually take out his kupalness, for lack of a better term, and actually make him a legitimate babyface. That's that's where my doubt comes from. I, I think what he did in that uh, snippet that they showed early today was like the best blueprint for how they could pull this off. Diba? So, kupal pa rin, uh, pero may begrudging uh, face things. Yeah, respect things that he says, uh, goodwill things that he says, you know, uh, stopping his friends from beating up the, the good guys kind of thing. So I think there's a foundation there that I think would be good for them to at least try and explore. Because people want a reason to cheer MJF other than the fact that he's a really good talker. So I say, why not give it to them? I think they do need to you know, rid, rid the company of the stench of its past controversy. So might as well. To be fair, it's not like uh, AEW hasn't done this before. They did it with Eddie Kingston, right? When he eventually turned face nung feud nila ni Mox, yung lumabas siya to save Mox from the barbed wire yeah, explosion. Yeah. Ek, ek. So, may blueprint din naman sila kahit papano aside from what they did during uh, today's promo. So, they have that. Uh, speaking of alignments changing, ito na, Samoa Joe. Turn on Wardlow. Wardlow is done. I, I, I could not understand kung bakit nila ito ginawa kanina. Kasi clear naman eh na Wardlow and Powerhouse Hobbs were going uh, at each other for the TNT Championship. Ano yun, na sinabi ni Wardlow na... Uh, yeah, sinabi ni Wardlow na parang all the championships, I'm going to go after them na insecure si Joe. Is that really the story here? That might be what, where the story is going. Kasi I don't see any other way. Kasi uh, it's weird. This, this entire story involving the TNT and the TV championships are already a mess. Uh, they went through that whole thing with the embassy, which nobody really cared about. And then they tried to segue into powerhouse hops. And then while that's happening, while they're teasing that, they then segue to Samoa Joe turning on Wardlow. So clearly, this is going to be like the main match for Full Gear because it's the big money match, the big name match. But the way they went about it was so convoluted and messy that I just wish they didn't team up in the first place. Kung ganito rin pala. What if, ano, Chino, pa- parang ano to, yung WrestleMania, nung two, uh, WrestleMania 17, uh, the two mid-card championships are up for grabs in a triple threat match. That was the first fall, you get one title. The second fall, you get another title. Or me, I I wouldn't put it beyond Tony Khan to do that since he's such a fat boy. Convoluted, ne? Guloin natin lalo, diba? That would actually be, for me, the ideal end. Kasi ang gulo-gulo na niya, sagad mo na, diba? So, guloin mo lang. Right there, you know? Don't, don't, don't half-ass it, TK. Honestly, uh, yes, tama si Ro. Parang ang, ang confusing no build-up nito, eh. Because it was unnecessary for Joe to turn on Wardlow so randomly when there was already an imminent feud. Um, if anything, 
this maybe they did it so so Joe actually has something to do come full gear. I I don't know if that's enough of an excuse, but it doesn't mean I have to like it. Yeah. Ito, sabi ni Aaron, winner take all na. Winner becomes the undisputed universal television champion. Yeah, I would actually like that. Because uh, I don't like, wala uh, brand split between AEW and ROH. And then you still have the whole set of Ring of Honor championships. Yeah. So might as well merge where you can. All right. So yeah, let's uh, go to the stuff from outside the ring. Na dapat wala naman talaga, pero ne, meron eh. So pag-usapan natin. Let's start with Braun Strowman. And coming out of Crown Jewel, nag-tweet siya, tinag si Omos, and he was mocking yung five-star rating system ni Dave Meltzer. And then Braun also took a shot at High Flyers. So right after that, people like Mustafa Ali, whose uh, tweet is seen in that screenshot, uh, people like Ricochet, Dax Harwood, Chris Jericho, all had something to say. Uh, Braun even took a shot at people who worked another shift Yung mga ng groceries. And it's not the first time that Braun Strowman has said something on social media about wrestlers who have to, you know, pull another shift or do another job aside from being a wrestler. So, um, I don't know. It's 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 really disappointing to see comments like this. Because, come on, we talked about this now with AEW. Like, why are we starting drama here? Yeah, it goes to show that the, you know, the, the plague of stupidity on social media it's not just an aw thing it really is a business thing and uh at this point sana triple h at least seems like the better uh the better admin here so if i were him i would institute some sort of social media policy and at least uh try to sanction braun for uh for saying that's dumb stuff because not only is he taking shots at other wrestlers he's literally alienating an entire preference entire stylistic preference of your crowd of your audience right? so uh, you're not even a heel so why would you do that so uh, we're not going to go into the many reasons why this is a stupid move just go on and on yeah uh, so the tweet has since been deleted and after <laughs> people like Jericho uh, people like Mustafa Ali they uh, responded nga, diba, to the tweet um, sinabi rin ni Braun na oi kayo naman joke lang yon learn how to take a joke and he was addressing the internet wrestling community about it so ikaw Chino as someone who is part of the IWC what do you think about yung parang pagkabig ni Braun nung binara na siya ni na Jericho etc you know not only as somebody who is part of the IWC but also somebody who was cancelled on TikTok hindi dapat kung ako si Braun Strowman ka-ukupal-ga-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba
Yeah, make it make sense. Uh, this did not make sense. So gusto uh, ko gusto ko lang din sabihin na tinagin Kroger's, which is a legitimate <laughs> legitimate grocery chain. Like what does this? Nanay end making grocery. Eh. <laughs> well, what does this end game here? Bigyan siya ng sponsorship. Like, <laughs> it's really yeah. dumb. Yeah, you know? so dumb social media wise. Medyo weird, medyo weird na nangyari to this week. Sana ano, sana hindi na siya part ng agenda. Pero part na siya ng agenda kasi wala, pinag-usapan na ng buong mundo eh. Alright, uh, last couple of things. John Cena in the news because um, may mga balibalita na uh, Vince McMahon told John Cena na help out WWE if and when you can. And since WrestleMania 39 will be in Hollywood, uh, maybe it would be easier for Cena to fit WrestleMania in his schedule. So... Uh, if John Cena makes a comeback at WrestleMania 39, sino dapat yung kalaban niya? Let's start with Roe. Fucking Gunther. Uh, let's just do that. Let's, let's have him. Let's have him remember the feeling of a stiff match. Uh, <laughs> no, Gunther said he wanted a match with John Cena, so let's let's do that. I like that matchup. So game ako jan. Yun yung yun yung pick ko. Ikaw, as, as much as I would love to see that as well, I don't think. They're making Cena work with Gunther right away. Uh, it might have to be one of the hotter young guys. Fear the forecast. <laughs> Maybe Austin Theory might be the person. Because he's built the back of prototype. So part of the pun uh, for for Vince McMahon's uh, the ideal superstar, shall we say? So I I, I can see a way. How they can do that and include Cena as well, uh, so mm-hmm. it might be Austin Theory for me. Eto suntok sa buwan for me. I'd like to see John Cena versus Kevin Owens again, but this time on at WrestleMania. Okay, uh, yeah, that's not a bad matchup for sure. Yeah, uh, but they had some pretty fire battles then um, on the mic and in the ring in 2015. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that that's what I would throw out there in the universe. Finally, we're going to finish things up with an update on Sasha Banks. If you've been following her on Instagram, there's a story this week, uh, Instagram story where she said that uh, she's been building up to something over the last half year and sobrang excited na siya for that date to come. And people have been saying that, oh, it's been half a year since she and Naomi left WWE because of the Women's Tag Team Championship issue. Baka ito na ba yun? Ito, ito na ba yung return of the comeback for Sasha and Naomi that people are waiting for? So what do you think this is that she's been teasing? If you could put money on that, Ro. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've gone out of the business of predicting when Sasha and Naomi will come back. So she has been training. You know, uh, outside the ring in other schools. So maybe that's that. Maybe it really is finally happening. Or maybe she has another TV series role. Maybe she's doing, you know, the Mandalorian season three for all we know. Yeah, medyo busy si ate. And dami yung ginagawa from attending yung mga uh, Fashion Week events to the Wakanda Forever premiere, her cannabis business. So, ikaw, Chino, which one do you think is it all about? Feeling ko siya yung bagong Black Panther. <laughs> I've seen the movie the last <laughs> down boots. I know who the Black Panther is. I, I don't know. I, I'm with Roy here. I don't know. I can't really say. I want her to come back. That's what I want to happen. I want her to be in a WWE ring again. Feeling ko, hindi naman yun imposible. This new, this current administration is a lot more open than the previous one. So feeling ko, they can uh, crack a deal here. At a certain point. However, if that is if if he be young, then I don't know. It's probably like a movie. Yeah, movie 
maybe a new strain. I don't, I don't know. It's really hard to tell. Yeah, I mean, yung mga uh, WWE talent right now, they're uh, really expanding their portfolios from Liv appearing on Chucky to Becky Lynch appearing on Young Rock, which we'll talk about to so audio only. Uh, you know, it, it can really be one of so many ways. So wait and see na naman tayo as usual. Um, we have the entire month of November to speculate on what Sasha Banks' next move is. Hopefully, um, I, I think I can speak for all of us when we say na it would be great to see her and Naomi back in a WWE ring sooner than later. Uh, stick around for those who are catching this episode on Spotify or your favorite podcatcher because we audio-only version. Tayo. We're going to talk about the SmackDown World Cup announcement, Zoe Stark turning heel, Becky Lynch uh, playing Cindy Lauper on Young Rock, MJF being part of the Iron Claw Von Eric's movie, and Chris Jericho appearing on The Masked Singer. All of that is part of your special audio-only episode. In the meantime, though, uh, you know the drill. It's time for our picks of the week. Reminder lang ulit, tigisa lang tayong lahat. I'm going to start with mine, and it's the Asuka EO Sky promo exchange from Monday so Night Raw. Lalo na nung so nilagyan na ng subtitles nung Good Samaritan on so YouTube. The best. Uh, they are such a gift to professional wrestling, and I'm so happy to be alive at a time like this. Fun fact, ganun din yung arguments ng mga kaaway ko sa TikTok. Ganun na ganun. <laughs> exactly. On point. Same thing. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I just wanted to talk about that real quick because uh, we didn't get to touch on it earlier. Mm. It's really good because, you know, the problems with non-English speakers in Western wrestling, not just WWE, they have a hard time getting through because they can't really communicate as much emotion when you're trying to, you know, memorize words in English or find the right words in English. But uh, them being allowed to exchange in their native language was so good because you didn't, you didn't need to understand to understand because they uh, they uh, portray their emotion in a way that everyone can immediately grasp so that's really good and swear to that say they found you know the, a fellow Japanese to yeah, play off who of, understood so. and put subs and um, no, no, they also used yeah. basic Japanese words that people generally knew like baka uh, yung sugoi you know if you know you know so um, th- there are certain words that parang okay yeah I, I kind of recognize the context and whatever uh, but but you're right good uh, good timing din siguro na on opposite sides meron parehong Japanese so they're able to like play off of that with each other yeah yeah right, good uh, Yes, it allows for more people to speak in their native tongue. But at the same time, mas nagustuhan ko na may kabatuan si Asuka in EO Sky. Because when Asuka does it, and I don't know if you've noticed this, a lot of the times when she shouts at Jap- in Japanese, the opposite person just stares at her. And I would have that same reaction. Kasi hindi ko naiintindihan yung kausap ko. Um, yeah, the, the emotion is there, but the context evades me kasi nga, I don't speak that other person's uh, language. A lot of the reason why I can't get into uh, K-pop. Not a shot at K-pop people. Just my own personal take. So ako, nagustuhan ko na the, the yelling is complimented. The translation adds to it, sure, uh, but the having another person Speaking in that tongue actually gives it more context uh, for me. All right. So, yeah, uh, I got Chino. What's your pick of the week? My, my, my pick for the week, uh, it's uh, Rey Mysterio versus Gunta for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, you keep forgetting that Rey Mysterio is what? 40? 41? 47. 
47 years old. And he's going up against a guy who is 10 years younger than more than 10 years younger than him. Tapos nagahampas siya. And binabato siya like he was in his 20s. My God. That's better than expected. So that would be my pick. All right, my pick of the week is from Rampage, Orange Cassidy versus Katsuyori Shibata. Really good. Should have been the main event, but uh, Tony Khan got a Tony Khan. Um, also worth noting, as Aaron says in the chat, his pick, Mike Tyson on commentary. That was so, so good because he he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was saying. Okay, I'm just doing this for the paycheck and I'm going to like Jim Ross, but he was better than Jim Ross. So when you are better than the most legendary voice of wrestling commentary, that's saying something. So yeah, uh, he, he was, was awesome. a he was a credible analyst yeah. in that in that setup. So when I was I knew he was super invested, he was, and I was yeah, not dude. not expecting that from him. Yeah, that was honorable mention because I get a second pick because I'm a host. Uh, Danielson versus Guevara two from earlier today, really good stuff. All right, let's get to your picks of the. Week from the comment section. See, Fred also picks Asuka Io. Janelle picks the, the last woman standing match from Crown Jewel. Uh, Admin Angelo uh, picks Gunther Ray. Uh, Aaron picks Iron Mike. Uh, Glendale picks Shibata versus Orange Cassidy. Uh, si Jeb also picks Asuka Io. Albert Keane picks the Samoa Joe heel turn. Uh, I think that's it. Um, for the for the picks of the week, it's a comment section. Sitanichi may may pick may pick. Uh, he, his pick of the week is uh, Michael Cole, uh, acknowledging both Finn Balor and AJ Styles as the leaders of the Bullet Club, which he has already mentioned before on, under Vince. So it's not a new thing, but you know it's always welcome when they acknowledge the other companies. Yeah, yeah. Um, Michael Cole has been uh, referencing out like WWE stuff way more. Uh, since Triple H became the chief content officer. But yes, uh pa lang lumabas na Gallows and Anderson in 2016. The mentioning Bullet Club. So, yeah. All right. Uh... Yeah, so, uh, yeah, okay. So, for my end of Town Podcast, welcome. So, wala si Batas. Tapos na yung year na yun. It was fun while it lasted. But hey, I welcome a stand-up comedian, international stand-up comedian, Steve O'Jocelyn. He is an American comedian that for some reason, became a Romanian celebrity. Find out how on this week's episode. Also, I am doing a very special Zoom show for Laugh Factory Los Angeles, uh, Hollywood, LA, California, USA. Uh, it's a three-minute set where I stand the opportunity to actually fly out to LA and perform there um, in person. So, sana supportan yo, gising yung maaga, do it while you're preparing for work or checking in for work. It's at 10 a.m. on Thursday, um, November 17th. Yeah, Thursday, November 17th, 10 a.m. The link will be posted on my social media pages uh, at Chino Supersize for everything or on my link tree, linktr.e slash Chino Supersize. All right. Uh, before that, let's acknowledge Ina's pick of the week. Uh, Shota Amina's return to NJBW. Nice. Uh, so again, my pick, uh, my plugs rather are support local wrestling. Manila Wrestling Federation is uh, having a taping of Action Novella this weekend. I will not be there though, but you can be there if you also buy a ticket to Noche Buena at ticket2me.net. Um, 
Maraming options there for seating. So if you buy a ticket there, you get free access to the taping on Sunday. Uh, also, if you want to as well, you can subscribe to MWF's gang page at manilawrestling.com. That's $10 or around $600 na if you pay via GCash. So that's an option as well. Uh, you get to watch um, old episodes of uh, Action Nevada TV and the upcoming episodes that we will be taping um, this weekend. Also, um, part of that as well is uh, World Underground Wrestling Philippines show Invasion. It's only 250 pesos, but it was a lot of fun for me. I uh, always like it when international wrestlers come around. So, uh, worth the money at 250 that if you want to support local wrestling. Yeah, and follow us on TikTok at Wrestling2XPod. Um, you see all the content on social media, but siempre, TikTok is where you find it first. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.